Welcome to the Center Ranch Church Weekly Podcast. We believe that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. Here's this week's message. Wow. Let's give God praise for that amazing testimony. He's good, isn't he? That family is phenomenal and they're getting plugged in and God is doing some amazing things and showing up. Um, Don't you believe that this church, God is showing up. He's doing amazing things that we can't even believe or comprehend. You know, just, it makes me excited even when Pastor Luke was talking about Miracle Sunday, that we have a Sunday that we get to bring people to, to see their lives change, miracles happen. That's that's something to get excited about. Yes, yeah, it is. You can clap all you want. It's all all exciting. Um, But, you know, we just got done with a, uh, just a time of fasting and prayer. Last week, we broke our fast 21 days. And what a great time of connection with the Lord, setting aside that time to give up food and fast and pray to see God move in our life. And if you participated in that in any way, um, I'm so excited for what God has for you this whole year because I believe that if you were involved, you're going to reap the benefits all year long of what you've prayed and fast for. And you have to believe that in your spirit, believe that God heard you when you prayed and you gave up, you're setting yourself apart for what God has called you to do. And I've talked to multiple people and they're just telling me testimony after testimony of already what God has done and this is just the beginning. So I also think some amazing things are happening with our sermon series. So Pastor Luke just started this month a series called Ask, talking all about our relationship with the Lord and what it looks like uh, to pray. And if you missed any of those messages, I strongly encourage you to go online and listen to those messages. They were anointed, dynamic messages that will revolutionize your prayer walk with the Lord. Because he begins to show us the exact way to pray. He, he begins to show us the word of God and, and the, you know, the Lord's prayer and walking us through the effective way to pray. And I don't know about you, but I wanna be a person who has a powerful prayer life. I hope that you know that prayer is very important. And for us to know what it looks like and to understand the word of God and to have prayers that are effective, prayers that, that, that are, are, are powerful, that's important as, for us as believers to walk that out. So I strongly encourage you to go back and even if you were here, listen to those messages. And one of the messages that he preached about as he's walking through the Lord's Prayer, he he talks about the kingdom of God and the importance of the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. So we wanna see heaven on earth, right? We wanna see God's will in our life, in our church, us as believers. And so what is important to God should be important to us. The kingdom of God is important, right? And in that message, it stirred me up. It stirred me up to a place of, yeah, the, the kingdom of God is important. I should value that. And what God values, I should value too. And if you think about that, that's in every aspect of our relationship with the Lord. What he values, we should value. And one of the things he values and holds to high degree is our love for him and our love for other people. So if I know that and I know that he loves people, then I should value that too. I should begin to study the word of God. I should begin to, you know, ask him, Lord, you know, the things that you value, help me to value them so much more. And when you think about God's love, you think about the word of God and there's two scriptures with dynamic love. And I think about it like this and you can remember it like this. It's the two three sixteens. That'll help you remember that this is the ultimate love uh, where, where we're gonna start with talking about love. And it's John three sixteen, and you probably have it memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You may have memorized that, but is that in your heart? God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We see sacrificial love there, that's deep. Then in 1 John 3, 16, 1 John 3, 16, it says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave his life for us. Real love. So we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. You know, one of our core values here at Center Branch is we love. Jesus laid down his life for others and we will too. And I love those two scriptures because it shows me the power behind God's love. God's love was so on display that he loved his people. He loved us so much that he, he gave up his one and only son for us. He loved us that much. And that is so what we need to start hiding in our heart. And I, and I think the enemy, he, he tries to come at us because he tried, he tried to come at God and he tried to, to d destroy the work that was done on the cross, but he couldn't do it, right? He couldn't destroy the work that Jesus did on the cross for us. And he came to life so that we could have life. He tried, but the enemy was defeated. So what he tries to do instead, he knew he couldn't touch that, right? So he tries to get at me. He tries to get at you. And what happens is we focus on ourselves. We focus so, the enemy begins to give us just mind games and, or even the direction of my life is more important than other people. It's all about what I can get, what I can have. 
me, me, me. Just we become so obsessed and in love with ourselves in some degree. So the enemy wants to do everything he can to point from here to here. And really, that's not what we should base our life off of. We have to say, Lord, there's so much more for me when I talk about your love. There's so much more. Will you turn with me to John 13, 34 through 35? We're gonna look at this scripture and I believe it's gonna help us to understand, you know, instead of looking at ourselves, looking at Christ and others. So 1 John 13, 34 through 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. So simple. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That you are my disciples. So before my previous job, I was an executive assistant for a lady named Jeannie Mayo, and she, she traveled the world, and she's, she's known for youth ministry. She's an amazing woman of God. And um, I was with her for, for five years. So as an executive assistant, you know, I, I did a lot with her. You know, I helped her in her ministry life. I not only did that, but I helped her in her family life. I helped her with, with certain uh, tasks she wanted to see, some dreams that she wanted to, to see happen, and, and I would try and help her to make those things happen. Uh, you know, I, I also was able to travel with her and, and to see her do what God has called her to do and help and assist her. So I did a lot of life with this woman. I, was, I spent five years assisting her in a lot of things. We did life together. So I began to, to pick up on some things that she did. You know, just the way that she spoke, the things that she did, the mannerisms that she had, because I was with her all the time. And it was funny, when I came back to work here, Pastor Luke knows Jeannie as well, and so I would be doing certain things or saying certain things, and he would say, that's funny, you sound like Jeannie when you say that. Or when you do that or have a certain mannerism, that reminds me of Jeannie. And it's true because I did so much life with her. I followed her around. I was there with her all the time that I began to become just like her. And I love it, it says in John chapter 13, your love for one another will prove, say prove, to the world that you are my disciples. So that's my heart's desire, that I want to love others so deeply that they know that I walk with Jesus. I want to love others so deeply that they know that I follow close to Jesus. And I hope and pray the same thing for you. It could be a situation in your job, your school, wherever you go, that people look at you and say, you know, the, I, can, I know that they love Jesus or I know that they follow close with Jesus because of the way they treat other people. 
the way that they, that they show love to me, man, I know that there's something different about them. That they must be a believer. All the, that, that talk of, of, you know, biblical things of people loving one another, they, they do that even on a bad day. It seems like they just love other people. They, they must be close with Jesus. And, and I so hope that all of us are at a place where we prove to the world that we are his disciples. The way that we love people is very important because it shows our relationship with Jesus. Let me um, ask you this question. If someone followed you around at all times, would they see that your life is consumed by love? Would they see that your life is consumed by love? Well, there is somebody who follows you around at all times, lives inside of you, and that's the Holy Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is love. One of the fruit of the Spirit is love. So we're called to, to love people at all times. Why are we called to, to love people at all times? Let's go back to the beginning of that, that scripture in John chapter 13. It says, I am giving you a new commandment. So he's commanding us to love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. So a commandment means that we need to be obedient. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, oh, you know, if you're having a good day or a bad day, maybe you should love one another. It's a commandment that we should hold to high degree because we have a relationship with Jesus and we love him so much and we wanna honor him. That's a, that, that's a relationship where we should get excited about our relationship with him. God, I love you so much that I wanna be obedient. And when God commands us to do something in the word of God, that means we need to do it. And so I love it because it's really a commandment that's really clear, crystal clear. Love one another. And when I think of loving one another and going back to the, to the two 316s, I think of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for me. And that love is deep. There's something powerful and deep about that love. Have you ever been to a pool and one end of the, the pool is shallow and the other end is deep? Cool, none of you, awesome. Well, I'm pretty sure you have, so I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to, to go swimming at this pool and it would be shallow at one end and then deep at the other. And there would be like a little, you know, the little slope where it gets deeper and deeper. And I would go along the side and I would, you know, be in the shallow end and then I would go deeper and then that slide would come and then you just kind of slide down and you go deeper and deeper until you're like up on your tiptoes and you're like, how long can I stay here? And then all of a sudden you go deeper and you're totally underneath the water. You're immersed in, in the water because you're on the deep end of the pool. 
Well, I wanna read to you a scripture in 1 Peter 4, 7 and 8 that talks about deep love. Because it's God's desire for us to go deep and be totally immersed in his love. This is such a powerful scripture for me, and I'll tell you why, but if you turn with me to 1 Peter 4, 7 and 8, it'll make sense of what I'm talking about. I love this verse. The end of the world is coming soon. Clear again. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. I can remember 10 or 11 years ago when I first started ministry, and I was spending time with the Lord, and, and I had read that verse before, but do you ever have a moment when you're spending time with, with the Lord and in his word, and, and there's a verse that just hits you different? And as I was, as I was reading that verse, I just begin to feel the Holy Spirit in that room. And I can still remember, I, I took my journal out, or my prayer journal, and I began to write out this scripture. And as I was writing it out, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Christina, I've called you to love people. But not just love people, I've called you to love them with a deep love. And as I sat there and I wrote that, I said, Lord, th this is a big deal. You know, here I am just starting 21 in ministry, don't really know what I'm doing. I've heard that I need to love other people, but, but at times I was a little bit, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Even past ministry, God calls me to love other people, but not just with any love, there's a deep love that's required. And as I began to develop my relationship with the Lord, that deep love for him, he began to develop me so that I can have a deep love for other people. And that has carried, I have carried that with me throughout ministry. Guys, I want to be a person who wakes up in the morning and says, I wanna change somebody's life in Jesus' name. I don't wanna go throughout my ministry life. I don't wanna even wanna, apart from ministry, I don't even wanna go throughout my life and not have a purpose when I wake up. Love for other people is so important and not just any love, a deep love that is past anything that we can comprehend. And as we get closer and deeper in love with him, he starts to reveal our love for other people in so many different ways. Deep love brings impact. Some of you are maybe sitting here today and you wanna impact other people Ask the Lord to give you a deep love for people like in that scripture. Father, I love you so much. I pray that my relationship with you would be deep. 
And in that and out of that flows a deep love for people in everything I do, whether it's ministry, work, my family, whatever I do, that deep love for people. The beginning of that verse, I wanna go back to that because I think that that's very important. (laughs) And it's very clear too. It says that the end of the world is coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't know the time or the hour, but he is coming back and he's coming soon. So if anything, please have a determination in your spirit for the kingdom of God to see people come to know Jesus and to love them to the kingdom because he's coming soon. That should put a fire within us that is, you know, if I'm slacking in my love life with other people and my relationships, that should light a fire in us saying, man, I need to do this. I need to do this because there are lives on the line for the kingdom because he's coming soon. And I felt like this is the direction I I wanted to go because I I believe we need to be done with isolation. I mean, think about it. Our world is so, you need to be by yourself. Six feet apart, isolation, okay. But I think it's gone to a different degree of isolation. To a degree where people are so alone and without hope. And that is not the way that God designed us to live our lives. He designed us to live life together, to be with other believers, other people who have the same mission and vision. And isolation was not in the picture. Some of you are just not people people. You're not people person. And that's okay. You know, sometimes it's okay to be an introvert or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you need to be alone. I, I believe that. But sometimes we gotta say, no, you know, even if I'm not so much of a people person, God, I need that deep love to be with people because people need the Jesus inside of me. Do you think about that for a minute? You have impact in somebody's life. They need the Jesus inside of you. That that, that love that is on display is, is so needed. And you know, I've noticed with the the rise of COVID, there's been more people who are dealing with anxiety, more people who are dealing with depression, more people, the rise of, of suicide, and it breaks my heart. Because with deep love in Jesus' name, none of that exists. And so I think we have to get to a place and ask ourselves, first of all, if, I, if, I, if I'm in that place, maybe where I'm feeling some of that, Lord, help me to realize that you love me. God, I don't have to live a life in that anymore. And then on the other hand, realizing there's people who are suffering and God, you have a purpose for my life to love them, to be with them, to encourage them, to give them hope. As, as we were worshiping over there, I felt for this service to say this. There's somebody here, or maybe a few people, I don't know, that are dealing with, with some depression. 
You don't have to deal with that anymore. You're set free from that in Jesus' name. Because God does not design you to live a life where you're in the dumps all the time. There's no need for that. He wants you to come to him. Maybe you've been feeling feeling alone or, or that isolation and dealing with that. That's not the way that God wants you to live. I'm here to tell you that there's hope in Jesus' name. You don't have to walk around with your head down anymore. You, you can lift yourself up in Jesus' name and say, I, God, God, you have a purpose and a call for my life. And there may be times where I feel like it's hard, but Jesus, you've got me. You're my rock. You're my shield. You're my portion. You just begin to, to cry out to him in those times of feeling down. And I believe you're gonna be set free from that in Jesus' name. So we're better together. We need people. So how do we begin to love people deeply? Turn with me to Acts chapter two. We're gonna look at verse 42 through 47. And the Bible gives us a beautiful picture of what the early church looked like and what we want to see Center Branch look like. And it, it, it should excite you. This is such a good passage to go back to talking about the early church and what we want to strive to be like. Acts 2, 42 through 47 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's the kind of church I wanna be a part of. And I believe we are that church in Jesus' name, that God is, is, is beginning to do some amazing things in each and every one of us, using our giftings, coming together, being together. We say all the time, it's important to be in church, to come into the house of the Lord, to be in fellowship with one another. But I was thinking about what if the opposite was true for our church? Let me, let me just, just, just hear me out. This is what it would sound like. Center Branch was devoted to themselves and occasionally got to church when they had time. No one was filled with awe because there were no signs and wonders performed by any believers. Very few of the believers were together and they had almost nothing in common because they had no real time for each other. If they sold something, they used the money to buy something better for themselves. They ate on the run, they kept to themselves and were too rushed to enjoy one another or give praise to God. They claimed to love God, but they didn't really love each other. They felt empty and alone. 
As a result, most people disliked them and very few people were ever saved. Sobering to think about, right? You know, sadly, there, there are some churches who are heading that direction. But that's not gonna be us in Jesus' name. And I hope that that, that that lingers in your spirit that we never wanna become that. We wanna be a church, an Acts 2 church that lives out what God has intended for us and for us as believers here at Center Branch. So the best way to start living out an Acts 2 church is connect groups, okay? Now some of you are like, oh, this is the part of the message where I'm gonna peace out. Don't peace out, make me sad. Because um, connect groups are a big deal around here. I'm, we're not just talking about connect groups because it's on the calendar or it's something that every single church does. We really believe at Center Branch that connect groups are very important for you. And I, can believe, I, can't, I can't believe that for you. Pastor Luke and Beth can't believe that for you. That has to be something where you say, Lord, I wanna be a part of what the kingdom of God is doing. And that's, that's taking that step of faith and being involved in a connect group. It's so important for us to be together, to do life together. And, you know, I think about this all the time, but, you know, with, with connect groups, there can be life change that happens. Life change can happen. And sometimes we gotta get past our selfishness or I'm tired or I don't have time for this or I'm not a people person. We just gotta get past that because God commands us to love one another, to do life together because you're better together. See, the baby agrees. We're better together. (laughs) It's true. So why do we make connect groups such a big deal around here? Number one, catch this. Okay, we want to see every person known, loved, and cared for. So as we get bigger as a church, which, hey, that's the direction we're heading in, okay? That is our mission and vision is to grow. We're going to grow. And that's exciting because that means people are getting saved. People are becoming, their lives are becoming brand new. People are being restored. Our numbers are growing. So when we become a church that is bigger, that means that we have to be intention, intentional about connect groups so that we make sure that people are loved, known, and cared for. You know, we wanna see families within our big family in Jesus' name. And as we grow, we're not gonna be able to, as a staff or even, you know, some people you might not even see on a Sunday morning, but connect groups help that. Being able to, to, to be able to love people, to see worth in them, to get together, it's so important to be seen and, and to be known. And I think it's so powerful at the end of the scripture in Acts chapter two. And when I was studying this, that part just got me excited. Where it it talks about, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Daily. The Acts church, 
thousands of people were being saved daily. We desire that multiple people be saved daily. We want not, you know, just people flooding this place, people being saved. And so as we grow, we need to remember that those people matter. You matter. What's happening in your life and your family matters. And in order for us to make sure that you're growing in the Lord and being seen and loved and cared for, connect groups is where it's at. And one of the ways that we, we begin to live out love in Jesus' name in the Acts Church is the way that it was described. That's what we wanna see connect groups. We wanna see God's love on display. So that means us like the scripture says, fellowshipping together, coming together in each other's homes. There's something power, powerful about a small group of people coming together in each other's homes. They were breaking bread together. Hallelujah, who loves food? You're eating, yes. Pizza, tacos, the whole shebang. Eating together, that, 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 that is something that God values, that's loving one another. Some other, some other things too is just, it talked about um, enjoying favor of the people, having fun, laughing together, being together. When was the last time that you just belly laughed or you just had a good time with people? And I'm not saying that these people have to be your best friends and everything like that, but a group of people who love Jesus and who have fun, that's exciting. The love of Jesus is, is on display in that. You know, to, the, talking about Jesus, talking about the scripture, being able to pray with each other. There's something powerful knowing that you have a group of people that are praying for your requests. Intercession, you know, being able to pray for people, knowing, you know, I have this group of people, I know they're not too big, I can remember each of their names, I can remember their situations, and I'm gonna pray for them. I'm gonna become family to them. And that was my next point. The Acts Church, they became a family. They became a fellowship as one. They became friends and they did ministry. They did life together. It was a beautiful thing. And not only that, they saw people saved and they saw people discipled. And that's what we wanna see overall and in connect groups. People plugging into the word of God and being discipled. It's such a powerful thing. So what I just described is what we wanna see in our connect groups here at Center Branch. Acts 2, we wanna see, we wanna see it come to life here at Center Branch. And I wanna say this, there's, there's, I wanna give you purpose today. There's people that need you. There's people that need the Jesus inside of you. So it, I'm sorry, it's time to get off our high knees and say, Lord, use me today. I'm gonna be a little real with this one too. Some of us have been fasting and praying and we've been saying, Father, you know, use me, Lord. Please, please begin to use me. Father, give me opportunities to make a difference. Help me to reach my generation. And he's gonna do that, but he's already answering your prayer right now just by getting involved in a connect group. And I, I, 
want that even to stir me up because I'm a connect group leader and I've done connect groups for a while, but maybe some of you who are leaders that have done connect groups for a long time, I wanna give you a new purpose today. Not to just sign up and say, I'm gonna do another connect group and make another stew, woohoo. No, you being able to say, no, I'm gonna start this new year with a new purpose because I know people need Jesus. I know people need that love inside of me that, that, that I can begin to, to see that they're love known and cared for. The second reason why connect groups are such a big deal is we wanna do more than just do church together. We also wanna do life together. And doing life with people is a big deal for us. That's not just saying we're showing up and just, it is what it is. We're beginning to, to become a family. With those connect groups, that's huge where you can begin to do life with one another. You know, some of the happiest people are the ones that have a shared life, that aren't by themselves. And maybe some of you are, you know, you've just been sad a lot. Or, you know, it's hard to find joy in things. Can I challenge you to share your life with other people? That will bring you joy. When you begin to love other people, that will bring you joy. You know, it brings me such joy in my connect group when I'm able to, to just hang out with people. When I'm able, to, when somebody comes to me with a prayer request, what a joy it is that I get to be a part of their life change happening inside of them. What a joy for me to get together and we play these card games and spoons at the end and almost broke my thumb one time, but what a joy that is to see people coming together because we talk about the word of God, we pray with each other, we begin to do life together, find out interests in each other. What a joy that brings. And it will be the same for you, I guarantee it. You know, God makes it a big deal in scripture about doing life together. There's about 30 scriptures or more about one another scriptures that he talks about. He knows that it's a big deal. So we should think it's a big deal too. And doing life together is doing life in, with the good, bad, and the ugly. I just heard um, a testimony from the pastor and author Rick Warren. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's the author, the author of Purpose Driven Life. He um, is also the pastor at Saddleback Church, and he was giving a testimony, and you know, he's, he's awesome. He's a great author, great communicator, found kind of fangirling over here. But he, he was given a testimony about his life. And just recently, him and his wife went through a really hard time. They lost their son to suicide. And they found out and they showed up at the house and realized that he had killed himself. And of course, that was the hardest thing they've ever experienced, watching their son be brought out in a body bag And Pastor Rick Warren said this, and I quote, if I hadn't been in a small group 
I wouldn't be in ministry anymore. Because you know what his small group did? They showed up on his driveway. You know what they said? They didn't say anything. They were there. And those families begin to come around Pastor Rick and his wife and just be there in the most devastating time of their life. For him to share that, that was one of the most life-changing experiences for him. And to help him even continue in ministry, that's a big deal because those people did life with him. We can do life with people through the good times, through the hard times. You know, we've heard multiple testimonies of people in connect groups of, of just doing life, doing one-on-one -on -one life with each other, with families. You know, maybe recently people have been battling some sicknesses and, you know, I'll hear of a connect group that, that plans meals for them instantly and brings food. Or, you know, somebody who just had a baby, that's such a joyous time, but also a time where they're probably frantic and not knowing what to do. You know, gas cards being handed out or just being there to listen to people through, through a loss or a situation. Doing life together is a big deal and connect groups is a part of that. Getting a group, a small group of people together to do life with. Proverbs 27, nine says, just like lotion and perfume bring joy to the heart, so does a man's friend bring joy by good counsel. Connect groups don't have to be hard. They can be refreshing. Ooh, you didn't like that, did you? They can be. Friendships and, and, and good people, fellowship can be refreshing. Also, iron sharpens iron. If you look at Proverbs 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen and mature his friends. Connect groups can be accountability. Connect groups can be people who are sharpening each other to grow in our relationship with Jesus. I want that. I want people in my life who can keep me accountable, who can text me and say, how are you doing with this certain situation? Or, or hey, remember, we were gonna read this together or do this together. You know, it's also so powerful when we can come together and look through the scripture and the passages that, that Pastor Luke preaches on and begin to say, this is what I pulled out of the scripture. And maybe somebody different pulled something completely different out. And you're like, I didn't even think about that. Or I didn't know you were going through that. I'm going through that too. And you can help each other. There's such a beautiful picture of God's love, God's deep love of doing life together. And I challenge all of us to revamp our purpose when it comes to connect groups. Because it's a new year. Things are cranked up spiritually, I believe in Jesus' name, because he is coming soon. So we gotta do this, we gotta do life together. Philippians 2, one through two, and I'm gonna close with this. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, or I say koinonia in the spirit, united in purpose, 
Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. The first part of that says, if you have any encouragement, people need encouraged. You know what? You know what encouragement really means? Encouragement means putting courage into people. You have an opportunity to put courage into people, to encourage them. And if you haven't had encouragement in a while, let me just tell you, you are called by God. This is your time, this is your purpose. He's called you, he's equipped you, and I'm encouraging you today to go and find somebody else and encourage them in Jesus' name. And finding that like-minded purpose, that's so important. Being on the same page in our relationship with Jesus through the word of God, the truth and knowing who he is, that like-mindedness is so powerful in our relationship with the Lord. Being the same mind and knowing that, that my mission is connecting people to the newness of life found only in Jesus Christ. That's not my mission because I work here at Center Branch. That's my mission because I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. So I challenge you, instead of just looking up on the wall before you head out the door, that that's our mission and vision, to write that mission and vision on your heart. And what if all of us did that we'd be an unstoppable church. We would be split up of little communities called connect groups who change the world. You know, talking about isolation, the enemy wants to, to, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his plan for all of our lives. And, and so he wants to try and come at us. And you know, if we're isolated and not a part of, of what God's doing and not a part of connect groups or, or fellowship or coming together, it's easier for the enemy to come at us when we're alone. But when there's people in our corner and people who we do life with, who are surrounding us. It's not as easy for the enemy to come at us because he's got to go through our other believers. So I want to end this morning and challenge you in a couple ways. Whether you are a connect group leader, whether you're in a connect group, whether you're not in a connect group, whether you just showed up and it's your first time and you're like, what is going on? I wanna challenge you this morning. First of all, I wanna challenge you to, to get involved in a connect group. God wants to use you. God has plans for you. That deep love that I've talked about, that love for Jesus and that love for people, he wants to put that on display in connect groups. And connect groups are a group of people, eight to 10 people who get together once a week and do what I just talked about in the Acts Church. 
It's a big deal. Instead of just running out of here every Sunday and not talking to anybody and I encourage you, today's group link, go to the lobby and just check it out. You know, there's all kinds of connect groups. There's, there's ones for families. There's ones for people who are young adults. There's ones for, for, you know, a certain study. There's all kinds that you can get involved with. Families. And maybe this is part of God's call is just being obedient to sign up for a group. What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You're gonna be surrounded by a group of people who love Jesus. That's cool. Maybe you're gonna meet some of the, the some people who are, are gonna become some of your closest friends, family. So I challenge you to ask the Lord to, God, what's, what's the purpose for my life? And if it's connect groups, Lord, help me to do this with confidence and sign up. The second thing I wanna encourage you is to love people deeply. Apart from, apart from connect groups, God has commanded us to love each other. And just like that verse sparked my heart 10 years ago, I hope it sparked yours to love Jesus deeply and love people deeply. There's so much more that God wants to do in and through you with your love for people. If we begin to have that same heart and united with that same purpose of deep love, we're gonna change the world. Well, that's this week's message. Thanks for joining us. To stay connected with us throughout the week, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can also watch previous week's services on our YouTube page.